Hey, 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 good morning and welcome to Patriot Radio News Hour live on this, what is it, Thursday? Thursday. Take a day off. You don't know what day it is. I'm Joe Jaquin, CEO of the Patriot Trading Group, the physical delivery of wealth insurance. Gold and silver, uh, it is what we do, and nobody does it better than us. 800 That's the toll-free number. That's what keeps us going. That's what has kept us on the air for over 20, what, 22, 23 years. We've been right here, all self-funded by you, the customer, the listener. When you do business with us, that pays for all the bills. Uh, the website at allamericangold.com. And I'm going to tell you right now, if you didn't listen yesterday, I was off. I had a funeral uh, to attend to. Jason and Brian, man, what a show. Uh, if you're into conspiracy theory, you got to listen to it. Uh, and I haven't done it yet. I haven't even listened to it yet, and I'm telling you, you got to, because that was just based on how many calls and emails we got yesterday. Uh, I'm going to do it through YouTube, uh, but you can do it through Facebook. You can do it through Twitter. You can do it through podcasting. I mean, we've got every option available to you. Uh, But just... uh, uh, th- these guys are great. They're they're fantastic. They're a great addition to what we've been doing here. Next Friday, Jason will be on uh, again. So so put that on your calendar. Uh, we haven't even gotten the professor. Uh, wait till we get Glenn Biddle uh, rolling here as well. Uh, he'll be on uh, during the summer. You're not going to want to miss it. We we just keep adding and adding and adding guys uh, that that will add content and really try to keep you all not just not just to give you the information but to entertain you as well uh and yesterday and i knew what the show was about uh and this was something and i don't want to give it all away because i really do want you to listen this was something i did not know about at least not in the details that that jason and brian laid out for you yesterday having to do with I mean, really, you you go go back to the creature from Jekyll Island and the secret meetings, and you go back uh, to J.P. Morgan and the Rothschilds and the the Titanic, and how uh, that played a huge role in how we got to this. Uh, well, I'll just call it what I think it is—a crony central bank—and uh, why we need to get rid of it. Uh, so make sure to take a listen to yesterday's podcast however you want to do it uh they they just it's really good stuff and and it's if nothing else and and you know what i i actually talked to uh, a couple of different people uh some of them are you know are like that's it that's exactly what we're talking about others are like hey i don't know i don't know that i agree with with how you know with the uh, where they ended up with, with the assumptions that were made, but it was everybody, it was entertaining. So uh, make sure you give a listen to uh, yesterday's uh, podcast. And just so you know, 
Uh, Jason and Brian do our Colorado show uh, uh, as well, Monday through Thursday. They do that second hour up there. Uh, but you're going to see us as we um, get a little further down the road here. And I've been telling you, changes are coming. Not, and not just the fact that we've got a new office now uh, at, at KHNC in Colorado. Uh, and, and we got, by the way, Colorado, we got more changes coming up there. I think you're going to love them. Uh, but but in general, we're going to be doing a lot more stuff. And, and I'm just so excited to and, and really fortunate uh, to have been able to assemble the team that we've been able to assemble. We're going to start flexing our muscle here over the next, uh, especially here over the summer. We're going to really start flexing our muscle uh, and showing you just, uh, I think, some great, great radio all summer long. Uh, so uh, be excited about it. I, I am so excited. Uh, but having said all of that, Silver on the move. Uh, for those of you that took advantage, we've been telling you it's coming. It's coming. Gold's coming with it. We've got a central bank meeting here on Tuesday and Wednesday. Uh, like, but like I said, I think the bottom is already in. It's one of those where, you know, we we talk about it all the time. A couple weeks before, a couple weeks after, uh, this time around, it just happened to be uh, on the early side of things. Uh, then we'll wait to see what they have to say. But a huge, huge piece of information was out yesterday. We're going to break it all down. Where are we headed financially? I'm going to give you an update. I know, listen, we want to pretend it's not happening. It's okay. You can. We can. Right? We, we like, hey, we like being excited. Hey, the economy and the jobs and this and that, even though people are really trying, you know, having to do two, three, and four jobs to make it all work. But at what cost? Today, we're going to take a look really good one at what we're really facing and how quickly things are changing having to do with the two most important things the majority of Americans need to survive we're talking about social security and we're talking about medicare medicaid and really medicare we got updates yesterday on both of these programs or uh, uh, by the government, we're going to break it all down for you. Big changes in the timeline. Of course, I've already told you what the timeline's going to be. Unfortunately, I was too optimistic. We've got that coming next. Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. Gold's up a buck or two here. Well, a buck twelve ninety eight. Silver's up seventeen more cents. 
And, and again, I'm telling you, the second half of this year is going to be very, very interesting. Uh, we had another central bank calling out the U.S. Federal Reserve today. On, on Tuesday, I told you about how India came out and said, hey, Federal Reserve, what are you doing? Today, Indonesia did the same thing. Lots, lots of stuff is happening. I know that if you only look at Wall Street, you're going to be misled. You, you just are, because there's so many big financial things that are happening that they're trying to pretend uh, won't affect us, but it will. Uh, but the biggest announcement, forget about everything else. I, I don't know about GDP. I don't know where it's going to be. Uh, I, I do know this. I guess I, well, I kind of do. Here's what I know for sure. It's not going to be 4 or 5%. percent not even close. Uh, can we get a couple of quarters of three? I'm hopeful. I really am. I'm hoping that maybe the second and third quarters we can do okay. But at what cost? The debts are skyrocketing, and they're they're trying to pretend that they're not. They don't want to talk about the national. Nobody wants to talk about the national debt. Nobody wants to talk about uh, Social Security and Medicare. But fortunately for us, the Social Security Trust Fund has to give us an update every year. Hey, how we doing? And here's the biggest problem. So I want to explain two things to you. So they give you a projection as to when the trust funds are going to be insolvent. Okay, and all that simply means is is uh, after we spend the fake trust fund that we have, and, and we'll get to that in a second. Uh, the amount of money that we take in will exceed the amount of money going out. Here's the problem with all of that. We are it, That's already happening. They're just lying. I, I don't want to say lying. They're misrepresenting it. So let me, I'm going to give you a couple of headlines. And when you think about why it is that you need to have that wealth insurance, we, you're seeing inflation everywhere. You know it. I know you do because I'm feeling it. Right? Starbucks today, cup of coffee, up another 20 cents. Right? Now, and I'm not talking about the $5, 6 I don't even know. I don't, I don't want to pretend I know how much a Starbucks costs. But I'm just talking about this. Someone happened to be just the plain. I, I just want a uh, coffee black. Up another 20 cents. Uh, that was made, that announcement today. That's ten percent on on just a black coffee at, at Starbucks. You're seeing it everywhere, and eventually it comes home, and 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 they have to say, "Oh my lord, this is what we've done," and they're going to have to own up to the truth. But now I'm going to tell you, and I've been telling you, I already know what the deficits are going to do. Some of you don't want to believe me. Some of you want to say, oh, devil's just trying to scare everybody. No, please. Why would I want to do that? I want to scare anybody. What I want you to do is I want you to understand what it is that we are facing in reality. Something that all of you can understand and then you need to make the decision. 
Either you're going to get ready or you're not. If you don't want to get ready, that's on you. But eventually, all of you will end up calling the number. Most of you will call saying, I wish I had. Listen, you already missed the bottom in gold and silver. You missed it. You missed it in 01. You missed it again uh, in 2015. Right? Gold went to 1,050. Silver was 13 and change. They're not going back there again. You've spent a lifetime paying into Social Security, but there's no guarantee you're going to get out of it what you put in. Now, you used to get, Social Security used to be a great deal. You used to get a lot more than you ever put into it. In fact, the way things are looking today, the odds are not looking very good at all. The federal government yesterday admitted that the first time since 1982 it needs to dip into the Social Security Trust Fund to pay for the program this year. Now, I'm going to tell you two things. That's a very misleading sentence, first of all. And it's only half true. So up until 19. 82. Social Security was pay as you go. So for those of you that don't know what that means, is the federal government, every couple of years, would realize, okay, oh, yeah, we got to pay more to Social Security, and they would raise the payroll tax. You know, the one that you, right now, if you, you know, anyone that gets a paycheck, FICA, 6.2% of your paycheck goes to the trust fund, well, goes to the Social Security, and that's Social Security and Medicare, okay? That's what those, that's what FICA is for. If you're self-employed, which a lot of you are, just like I am, 12.4%. Well, in the, up until the early 80s, it was pay-as-you-go. So every few years, maybe it was two, three, four years, they would just raise how much you had to pay. So the and, and the and and the by at that point, listen, the tax was like one percent, maybe one and a half percent, not twelve point eight percent or twelve point four percent that it is today. But this is when Alan Greenspan, right, Ronald Reagan, I've told you the story. They said, hey, you know what, and, and part of it was the whole Reagan tax cut thing. It was kind of a little bit of a shell game that they played. They gave you a big tax cut, but then they raised your, uh, your FICA tax a bunch. But they were supposed to create that trust fund. So they never really had to dip into Social Security because it was always pay-as-you-go, and so every year or two they'd make a little adjustment. So that, that part was a little misleading. But that's why 1982. Starting in 1983, we started building this trust fund. The problem was we spent the money. And then they said that they're only going to have to dip into it this year. That's not true either. And, and, and I'm really, it's a misrepresentation. If the trust fund had actually been there, then that statement would have been true. 
But they spent the money, right? They replaced it with an IOU, and, and they pretend that they do it. Social Security today is already spending more than it takes in, period. But then they say, but you had this trust fund that was like almost $3 trillion, and you had interest, and, and so they're pretending that it's not quite broke yet, even though it is, but it's okay. This year, for the first time, despite the greatest economy on the face of the earth, if you want to believe some of the people out there, we're not collecting enough, even after the interest payment. So this is actually ahead of schedule. Do you know how many years ahead of schedule? So think about last year, they came out and said that this was not going to happen until 2021. It's now going to happen three years earlier. The problem is that they have these projections and they are over-projecting how good the economy is going to be. And I'm going to tell you, they're still doing it. So this year will mark the first time that we start eating into that trust fund that really doesn't exist anyway. It doesn't matter whether it existed or not because the government just goes into more debt for it. But there's a bigger problem. Medicare. According to the latest number out of the Social Security Department, Medicare will now be completely insolvent much sooner than they had projected just a year ago. They now say the Medicare part of the trust fund will be insolvent in 2026. Now, I know. I've been telling you Social Security is going to, right? And I don't know whether, and I've been saying, I think 2025 is the number. But the Medicare part now has gotten to 2026. They've left. Here's what's funny. So the trust fund and and whatnot, the payouts, we're going to start eating into the trust fund this year, three years ahead of schedule. But they're still saying Social Security won't be broke until 2034. And I'm, I'm telling you right now, that's not accurate. It's the only way you get to 2034, which really, when you think about it, it's not that long. But that's only 16 years. <laughs> that's it. I mean, I'm 47. I'll only be 63. I, I won't even be eligible to get Social Security yet in 2034. Well, I guess I could do early if they still, I don't even know if they would allow early, if early still 62 then or not. But that's misleading. It's all, I'm going to tell you, it's almost impossible because anything's possible. But really, I mean, if you look at this, life, it, it truly is impossible for it to go that far. They've got a bunch of projections that, listen, we haven't had those type of numbers maybe ever, right? They're, they're talking about having GDP 
above 3% and, and all these people were miraculously, all these people are going to start working, even though we got almost 100 million people down the world. It's not, it's not logical. Medicare caught me off guard. The fact that this year, last year, they told us we wouldn't go negative into the trust fund till 2021. Now this year they come out and say, oh, how, uh, it's actually going to be this year. They said that the cost of Medicare and Social Security will increase substantially as a percentage of GDP through 2035, and that's a fact. And, and when they say substantially, think about it now. We already spend over a trillion dollars apiece on these two programs. So what's substantially? Double it. And, and I don't know that doubling it's going to be quite enough. So that will tell you that's $4 trillion just on those two programs. We haven't paid the interest on the debt. We haven't paid for defense. We haven't paid for anything yet. Right? You see where this is headed. Do you not see it? How big and how bad is this thing going to get? We're going to break down some of the numbers when we get back. This is the Phyllis Schlafly Report from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. Mrs. Schlafly was a courageous and articulate voice for traditional values and common sense for more than 70 years. Now, continuing that legacy, the president of Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, Ed Martin. The most powerful position in the world has apparently become one of the weakest. With the spectacle of the office, home, and even hotel room of President Donald Trump's own attorney being ransacked without warning. The shocking government seizure of attorney Michael Cohen's files, including attorney-client communications, happened because Robert Mueller's runaway investigation wants some dirt on Donald Trump. Republicans in Congress stood silently by while this unfolded, with some even wanting to support it with special new legislation to protect Mueller's wrecking crew. Fortunately, there is one person to whom Trump can turn to put the GOP back on the right path. President Trump should look to his top advocate in his own Department of Justice, Solicitor General Noel Francisco. He may be the only man willing to assert proper presidential authority to stop the circus caused by the blank check given to Mueller's out-of-control inquisition. The Solicitor General argues cases on behalf of the executive branch before the U.S. Supreme Court and is well-versed in constitutional law. In contrast with the liberal Republicans on Capitol Hill, General Francisco has strongly asserted the authority of President Trump to fire underlings in the executive branch. General Francisco argued in support of executive power to deport illegal alien lawbreakers. The left is most agitated about Francisco's support of presidential power. In the case of Lucia v. SEC, Francisco quotes Supreme Court precedent to argue that, quote, the Constitution gives the president what the framers saw as the traditional means of ensuring accountability, the power to oversee executive officers through removal, end quote. Although relatively unknown to the public, Francisco is in line to replace Mueller's supervisor, Rod Rosenstein, if Rosenstein were terminated by Trump. All agree that Trump has the authority to fire Rosenstein, and reports have even circulated that Rosenstein would not be surprised by it. Francisco could step into Rosenstein's shoes, and then Francisco could fire Mueller. 
the tyranny of the witch hunt against Trump and his supporters would finally be over. Thanks for listening to the Phyllis Schlafly Report. You'll be glad to know the legacy of Phyllis Schlafly continues, upheld by Ed Martin, president of Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, Chairman Helen Marie Taylor, Treasurer John Schlafly, a full staff in St. Louis in our nation's capital, and thousands of citizen volunteers, her eagles, across the country. You can be part of that legacy at phyllisschlafly.com. That's phyllisschlafly.com. Welcome back, Patriot Radio News Hour. Our toll free number 800 951 You know, when we talk about, okay, what, do, what are we really preparing for? And why do, why are all these countries bringing gold back and, and, and trying to prepare for what? So one of the things, and, and we all know this, right? The to the to the victor go the spoils, right? We won World War Two. We did. Right? We were the winners, and we formed this agreement called Bretton Woods. And most people, when you learn about it in history, in history class, right? Yeah. You don't really, and of course you don't, and I don't remember exactly when I was learning about Bretton Woods, but you don't really understand the importance of it. For those of you that have been fortunate enough to be able to listen to this show over the last 20-some-odd years, you kind of know it was a big deal. right? That set the tone for everybody has to buy dollars. That's really what it meant. If you want to conduct global trade, it had to be done in dollars. That was that was the spoils that we got. Today, as we need the world to buy more dollars than ever, Brenton Woods is gone. More and more countries don't like the ramifications of having to buy so many dollars. The biggest reason for it, you heard the Indian Central Bank talk about the size of the debt creating an illusion that people want to buy trillions and trillions of dollars when they really don't. Right, it gives the illusion of this strong dollar when it's really not. That's what I mean. That was, you know, they didn't say it that way, right? But in the plain English version, this is what they're saying. The Indonesian central bank today, same thing. Hey, you're causing havoc in our economy because we've got all these dollars. And it's now affecting us because it's showing strength you really don't have. And then you see the projections from the two biggest pieces of the budget. Nothing's bigger than Medicare 
and Social Security. Let me lay it out for you. Six, we're up to 62 million people now receiving Social Security benefits. It's incredible. And it goes up by, what, 3.6 to 4, let's just round up, 4 million people a year. So next year that number is going to be 66 million and 70 million, 74 million. You see where we're going. And it's going to do that every single year for the next, like, 18 years in a row. So let, let's just see. Let me just see if I can, with my calculator here, 18 years of four-plus million. It's another $72 million. On top of the 62 we already got, it'll be 134 million people. Today, the average benefit is just a few bucks under $1,300 a month. And, of course, now that inflation's back, that number's going to start rising even more. Then there's Medicare. There's 60 million people getting that. Right? And you start adding these costs up together, all of a sudden you're like, oh, that's the government, that's $3,000 a month, give or take. And what are health care costs doing, right? We know what they're doing. They say that the problem is getting very significant and that closing the gap, if we close the gap right this second, which we're not going to do, the payroll tax would have to go from 12.4% to 15.2%. So you think that's an increase of 2.8%, or that's about a 22.5% increase in your payroll tax. And you start thinking about uh, what that really means to people. And all of a sudden now, when, and that's if you did it today. We won't do it today. We won't do it next year or the year after or the year after that. By the time they get ready to adjust this thing, it's going to be massive. In order for them to actually really pay for it, 10 years from today. And you know what? Forget 10 years. I'm tired of saying 10 years. Eight years from today. Because now, today they've already submitted today, Medicare is going to be insolvent in 2026. So what's the real number? 2023? 2022? They're still holding on to the myth of 2034 on, on Social Security. That's not true. They know it's not true. What would the payroll tax have to be? And I'm going to tell you right now, double, 24%. Could you imagine if you were self-employed and all of a sudden just in payroll tax alone you had to pay 24, 25% of your income, that's what we're looking at. And so when you look at how big this problem gets, and I, and I hate to, you know, and I kept thinking it would be longer. I did. I thought we could get to 2025 or 2026. Uh, and now I don't. They took three years off of Medicare in a single year. 
Then they said the tr- we're going to dip into the trust fund after interest, right? Because we've we've already we've been dipping into the trust fund since I want to say like 2011. But because the government has you know pays fake interest, they act like they don't, right? Because again, right, the money was never there. Uh, but but now even after the interest payment, uh, the trust fund will spend more. They still didn't bring down the time frame, which makes no sense, right? Obviously, if that happened three years earlier, makes sense that you would think they would go back down to like 2031 or something. That's coming. I'm sure that'll be next year, right? They'll start saying, well, maybe 2031, then a couple years later, right? They'll get to 2028, and then somewhere around 2025 is my guess for Social Security. Problem is Medicare will go broke first. Pace Radio News Hour. We'll be back after the break. 800-951-0592. That is our toll-free number. Today is the very last day. U.S. $20 gold pieces. We had a big price increase overnight. Even though, you know, gold hasn't really gone anywhere today. $1,297, dollars $1,298, $1,355. 10 or more, 1350 Today's the, the last day, and then you're going to see the 20s uh, across the board go up in price. And we've been talking about this very quietly. The amount of, of supply, which we had an abundance of in 20, for all of 2017 and into the early parts of 2018, have disappeared. And of course, for the last, what, probably about a month or so, I've been telling you this. Now to, now we're starting to see it already in silver, right? We're seeing silver starting to move now, even though gold, it's moving. Because the, the supply has dried up. Same thing's happening in the gold markets. Make sure, don't let this opportunity pass you by. If you don't plan on being alive, in the next year or two, then maybe it's okay. But if you think you're going to be around in 2022, 2023, 2024, 2025, yeah, you're going to want to call now. Because it's going to cost you a whole lot more then. It's really simple math. I mean, we, we, we want to make things more complicated than it is. It's just math. We have no trust fund. It's going to be depleted so much faster than anybody thought. Now Medicare, so let's, my guess is Medicare will be broke in 2022. I'm just, I'm trying to think about it in my mind and, and where the numbers are taking me, right? This isn't, uh, let's just, I made it up out of thin air. I'm just basing it upon Hey, about 4 million people a year added to Medicare based on what the projected costs are and what we're looking at and what the real the real numbers are. It looks like 2022. My guess is that what they're going to end up doing is the same thing they did with Social Security disability. Most people forget 
the disability part of Social Security went insolvent years ago. Three or four years ago, I believe, if if my memory serves me correct. And what they did is they just adjusted, you know, that 12.4% payroll tax. X percent goes to Social Security. X percent goes to Medicare. X percent goes to Social Security disability. Well, they just gave the disability a little bigger piece of it to make it not be insolvent anymore. Of course, that sped up the timeline for the other two programs to go broke. My guess is they're going to do the same thing with Medicare. And we'll just give Social Security a little less so we don't have to deal with it right this second. And, of course, that's going to what? Again, drastically speed up the timeline for all of them. Either way, eight years. That's be- I think that's the best case scenario. I don't know that that will happen. You throw a recession in, and it's much sooner. I mean, that's just it's just math. That's all it is. It's not scary. It's not overwhelming. It's actually very easy to understand. How big will the deficits get? I don't know. But if you really want to think about cuts and benefits, let's just give it eight years, okay? And let's just say, I know it's crazy to assume it, but let's just say they give you a cost of living adjustment over the next eight years of, say, 10%, okay? That's far less than 2% a year, which, you know, they should be giving way more than that, but that's, you know, one point something percent a year, okay? That means, you know, you're going to be getting somewhere around 1400 let's round up, $1,450 a month on Social Security, and at least that same amount of money, right? And Medicare is actually probably a little more. But let's just say somewhere around three grand a month, and then the government says, hey, you know what? We can't give you that much. We can only give you $2,250. Think about that devastating effect that it would have. And so I don't think that's the likely outcome. I think the likely outcome is let's just keep running up the debt, right? And let's just have full-blown stagflation everywhere. I, I, I don't see how it can work any other way. And now you're starting to understand why all of a sudden, and I, I'll tell you right, I, this is what, 15 or 16 years I've been doing this, never seen other central banks openly attack the Federal Reserve like we've seen over the last few days. On the same day, the governor of the Malaysian Central Bank quit just days after Indian Central Bank uh, Reserve Governor took an unprecedented step of writing an op-ed to the Federal Reserve, right? We talked about that. Begging the United States to stop tightening monetary conditions and the shrinking of its balance sheet, creating a, what they they call a global dollar shortage. That's really not the right term. 
right? It creates an illusion that the dollar is really stronger than what it is. They're now being joined by another central bank, this time the Indonesian central bank. I'll tell you what he said when we return. This is, let me get it right here, I'm sorry. Malaysia. No, I'm sorry, I was wrong. Indonesian Central Bank President. So the Malaysian Central Bank President quits, says, can't deal with these guys. The Indian Central Bank comes out and tells the Federal Reserve, listen, stop reducing your balance sheet. Your government is issuing so much debt that you're creating this falsehood in the market, and it's crushing us. The Malaysian Central Bank, or I'm sorry, the Indonesian Central, I'll get it right. I know it's hard, right? There are so many of them. The Indonesian Central Bank, president said what that while the dollar is king at this moment it may lose that status here's what got really got my attention next year in his I'll call it what it is his threat to the US Federal Reserve of, hey, you can't do both. You can't blow up the national debt and issue all the bonds to cover that and shrink your balance sheet. And while, yes, you are king dollar for the moment, you may lose that status next year. Because here's the funny thing. They are no, you're going to lose that status. The question is when. So now he's pushing up the time frame, kind of like Medicare and Social Security, the trust fund, right? They pushed up the time frame. All of these, you know, we'll call them what they, these emerging markets are doing the same. I don't know if you saw the uh, the Brazilian real getting hammered today. Listen, the, the the repercussions of this are very simple. This is it. They have another place to go. Now, they never did before. China's ready to step in. They're a reserve currency. Every every couple of months, more and more products you're able to buy without the need to use dollars. Of course, the biggest one being crude oil. Right now, all the other come the metals commodity. London already said, "Hey, get ready. We'll have it before the end of the year." There are three global players that impact the future of interest rates and exchange rates. Used to be there was only one. This was the Indonesian central bank president. That's why the dollar has been king. But now we're going to see other central banks start normalizing. And, of course, obviously the big elephant in the room, which is we don't need to hold all of these dollars nearly as much as we used to because we now have an alternative. And 
He went on to say, by the way, Europe saying they're going to start normalizing. Who's going to buy all that debt? <laughs> you know, they bring up really good points. When you start to pay attention to some of these countries that we used to never have to listen to, they got really good points. Who's going to be left holding the bag? I can tell you right now, you better hedge yourself against our dollar just to be safe. 800 951 592